It's the Brian and Jan podcast. She is the dazzling, delightful, deliberative, determined, and definitely delectable. Jennifer Horn, when she's not, doubling as your conservative crusader. And he is the delusional... Delusional! Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, he's our lovable liberal. That is the voice of Brian Whitman. Jennifer, great to be with you. Great to be with all of you who download the Brian and Jen podcast. Do so. A home base for us, sebgorka.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you go for your favorite podcast. We hope the Brian and Jen podcast is your favorite. I'll tell you, it's mine. Your podcast dealer in the back alley, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, you buy it from some guy off out of a van. It's fine. Okay, you have to buy We're it. We're not going to tell. It's totally free. It is your favorite podcast. Oh, please. Mine too. Who are you talking to? Hey, forget about it. <laughs> okay, so President Trump, quite an interview a couple of days ago uh, this week with... Uh, my favorite, Chris Wallace. Yeah, Chris Wallace. In this interview, it was so interesting to watch because it was really spicy. It was the, you know they were going back and forth. They were fact checking each other, which I thought was that was kind of interesting. And even and Chris Wallace, to his credit, said this about President Trump. He said, "You may criticize some of the things that President Trump said during this interview, but at least he actually said them." The fact is, the president is out there. He's out there in this broiling heat with me for an hour. Took all the questions. Uh, you can like his answers or dislike them, but he had he had answers. And Joe Biden hasn't faced that kind of scrutiny, hasn't faced that kind of exposure. Uh, yet you got to feel at some point he's going to come out from the basement. I know he's done a few few events, but but pretty selected and oftentimes just reading from a teleprompter. He's going to have to do be more exposed and take questions just as tough as the ones I asked this president. I hope he'll do it with me or maybe a little bit less. I hope he'll do it with you. Uh, but, you know, he's going he's gonna to have to do it with, 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 with a bunch of people. And, of course, he's going to have those three debates with the president. And you know that the president can handle himself in these debates. The question, I think there is an open question there. Can Joe Biden do the same? That's Chris Wallace of Fox News Sunday. A bit of a postmortem on his program of the interview he did on Sunday on Fox News with President Donald Trump from the president's patio just outside in front of or or behind, I should say, the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things the president said during this interview, Jen, you know this, that has gotten a lot of attention is when Chris Wallace asked uh, the president if he would accept the results of the upcoming election were, were only was still not even we're just about 100 days away. Sure. So the president's answer, I think, raised some eyebrows. I think it's interesting that people even ask this question. Uh, I don't know. Like. The idea that I think is being put out there by the critics of the president is that somehow he's going to lose the election and he's not going to want to leave, which I think is pretty ridiculous. But Chris Wallace asked the president if he'll accept the results of the 2020 election. In general, not talking about November. Are you a good loser? I'm not a good loser. I don't like to lose. I don't lose too often. I don't like to lose. But are you gracious? You don't know until you see. It depends. I think mail-in voting is is going to rig the election i really do uh are you suggesting that you might not accept the results of the election i have to say look hillary clinton asked me the same thing no i asked you the same thing in the debate there is a tradition in this country in fact one of the prides of this country is the peaceful transition of power and that no matter how hard fought a campaign is that at the end of the campaign that 
the loser concedes to the winner, not saying that you're necessarily going to be the loser or the winner, but that the loser concedes to the winner and that the country comes together in part for the good of the country. Are you saying you're not prepared now to commit to that principle? What I'm saying is that I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Well, okay? Chris. <laughs> and you know what? She's the one that never accepted I it. I agree. She never accepted her loss. And but she it, looks like can a you fool. Give a, can you give a direct answer? You will accept the election? I have to see. Look, you, I have to see. No, oh, I'm not going to just say yes. I'm not going to say no. And I didn't last time either. Actually, last time he did it, he did a little more than that. He made a very definitive statement. Uh, several days before the election of 2016, candidate Trump said live on a rally. I was watching it on television. It got a lot of media attention that uh, no matter no matter what it was, you know, rally, mm-hmm. no matter what. <laughs> No matter what happens, unfortunately, you cannot trust the results of this election. And then, of course, he was probably, some say he was more surprised than anyone. He won, and I uh, haven't heard him say uh, that since. Well, I think he has constantly questioned uh, the integrity of this effort by Democrats to to inst- kind of instill or, or roll out mail-in ballots. Now, this is not about absentee ballots. A lot of people get confused. Absentee ballots are something that you, Brian Whitman, or me, Jennifer Horn, go to the go to the registrar of voters in our local area, and we say we want a ballot. That's fine. It's and, a difference than just handing everybody on the voter rolls a ballot, leaving people who are dead getting ballots, leaving people who have moved getting ballots, leaving people who are illegal getting ballots. Those those ballots floating around, leaving you ripe for voter fraud, like we saw in California when ballot harvesting was really uh, pushed into high gear and changed the trajectory of many elections that would have gone in the direction of Republicans. Instead, went to Democrats. And you see, Jennifer, this year, obviously with coronavirus, obviously with people who have coronavirus, heaven forbid, who are ill, who are who are home, not hospitalized. And then you have, uh, you know, uh, groups of people who just for whatever reason uh, don't they don't have COVID-19, but they don't want to come out of the house unnecessarily. Their choice. So so they are the people who would seek to do an absentee ballot or 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 a mail mail ballot from home. So the president anticipates political note here. President anticipates, I think, a rise in those requests. Well, certainly not even the request. It's that people like Gavin Newsom in our state where we're based in California, who says you don't have to ask for the ballots anymore. He's going to mail a ballot to everyone on the voter rolls. That's what people like me, that's what the president take issue with. Why? Because I, the voter rolls are bloated and they're overdone, and we know this. In could, Cali- could one of the motivations on the president's part be that people who are uh, sitting at home because they're fearful, because the president declared a national emergency back in March and the numbers are worse today uh, than, than they were then – are people the fact that they're fearful does a president and if he's and he is smart so he does know that those people see him downplaying uh coronavirus covid-19 the threat those people are more likely to vote against him i think that's a different it's a totally different issue people who are at home and afraid of coronavirus if they request a ballot they can vote in a, any which way they want the problem here is that when you just send ballots that have not been requested out to people there are so many instances of those ballots getting tossed away getting picked up getting put into the wrong hands. We could talk about in L.A. County, 100,000 just in the county of Los Angeles that have been found so far are on the voter rolls that don't belong there. Now, you can admit that 100,000 votes might skew an election in one way or another, right? Certainly. 70,000 skewed it in 2016. 23% of those enrolled in enrolled to vote by the DMV were given to illegal immigrants who don't have the right to vote. That's also a problem. So to pretend that this is simply an issue 
issue about whether or not some of these votes are going to be cast for Trump or not. This is beyond politics. This well, is about the integrity of our vote. Yes. And I would submit to you in Republican states, if this was uh, to be rolled out by governors in Republican states, Democrats would be saying, wait a second, you don't want to give a ballot to everybody who doesn't request it because there are instances of voter fraud that happen each and every day. They happened two years ago in our state in 2018. Jennifer, in this conversation here on the Brian and Jen podcast, we thank you for downloading and subscribe. This conversation about voter fraud, use the right word, integrity. I think the uh, one of the components, one of the largest components is the integrity of President Donald Trump on this issue of voter fraud. After he was elected and inaugurated, uh, he took to a microphone and he said to America that millions and millions of people voted illegally. I believe they did. And and he promised us that he'd show us proof. If you go state by state, go to Pennsylvania, go to California, you'll find it. The president never held a press conference to present that truth. Well, maybe he should and maybe he will, but I will tell you right now. Why would he make a promise? That that evidence absolutely exists. And why did he show it to us? He promised us he would. Well, we could talk to him about it. You want to get him on the line? Yeah, let's call him. Hold on. (laughs) Go ahead. You got got his number. Hello, White House. Uh, hi, Mr. President. Brian, uh, uh, Jen, Jennifer Horn Jen, for Brian Whitman. Jen, Jen, oh, for Brian. I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, I know. He's a, he's a moron. Delusional. But delusional. I'll, I'll talk to you, my dear. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Thank you, Mr. Good. President. By the way, I wrote some things I want you to say on the podcast all the time about oh, me Lord. and the economy, and I rebuilt it. I'm sorry, I mean, Mr. President. I'm not a Democrat. I don't no. get my, my talking points and then hammer them into everybody's head like the mainstream I media. Free thought, you. baby I case. Love, oh, baby love case. you, President you Trump. Go, you want to go furniture shopping? Let's go. Okay, hang on. But here, the idea is this. We should be concerned about voter integrity. You had the president say something so enlightening there, and that is that Hillary Clinton has done nothing but complain that this election was was robbed and that we need to change the Electoral College. Okay, we can have all of these conversations. The, the truth only, is— I shot the only one who believes the Electoral College ought to be changed. Uh, every liberal in big city America believes that it should be changed. But all of those people who are in the middle who realize that they deserve just as much voting power as those people in California no, and New every York, vote, they fight for the reason I believe- the founding fathers actually introduced the electoral don't college. you and uh, last for you don't you believe that every american citizen who votes should have the equal say uh, and they do and that's exactly why you support the electoral college because it gives the same weight to a voter in missouri that it does in new york city now nancy pelosi yesterday the speaker of the house said that she was going to fumigate the white house to get rid of president <laughs> trump uh, yes the fact uh. is whether he knows it yet or not he will be leaving Uh, Just because he might not want to move out of the White House doesn't mean we won't have an inauguration ceremony to inaugurate a duly elected president of the United States. Mm. And the uh, I just, you know, I'm second in line uh, to the presidency. (laughs) And just last week I had my regular continuation of government briefing. This might interest you because I say to them, this Mm -hmm. is never going to happen. God willing, it never will. But there is a process. It has nothing to do with if the certain occupant of the White House doesn't feel like moving and has to be fumigated out of there because the presidency is the presidency. It's not geography or location. Yeah, or another cocktail. <laughs> oh, Nancy. You? Nancy, you're coquettish. Oh. Okay, well, the truth is, I have to say to you that um, uh, when she says second in line, you said, what about Mike Pence? I mean, if something, heaven forbid, a president's having surgery incapacitated, 
heaven forbid, anything other than that or, 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 or resigns, then Mike Pence first in line, speaker second in line. I right? guess that's what she's talking about, maybe. Yeah, maybe what, not second in line from Trump, second in line from Pence. That's what she means. A second she's line from the presidency. Never great at if, math. if the president leaves. Okay. <laughs> we thank you for joining us. Apple Podcasts, SebGorka.com. Go to Spotify. Wherever you download your favorite podcast, you'll hear the Brian and Jen podcast. We want you to subscribe. Oh, and if you love the Brian and Jen podcast, write a nice review please and if you don't like the brian and jen podcast go rearrange your sock drawer. have a great day all right thank you for joining us on the brian and jen podcast